Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happening to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. All right, Sheila, welcome. Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. It's such an honor to have you here as a guest speaker. Um, I am going to ask you a few questions today. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I thought that maybe it would be nice for you to introduce yourself and tell us maybe a little bit more about uh, your career um, and also your road to success and all the adversities you had to face along the way. Um, just to give a little bit of context here to our listeners, Dr. Sheila Robinson uh, has had a really interesting and admiring career. Amongst other things, she's worked many years for Fortune 500 firm Dupont. She's written several books on leadership, and she's also founded her own publishing company called The Diversity Woman Media. Well, thank you so much for having me, Estelle. Um, my journey has been quite interesting, surprisingly, and I did not start out to do this. Um, you know, believe it or not, I, I didn't work nine to five and I used to tell people, come home and watch American Idol. That was it. But um, my plan did not work out like that. It, it, it did a little bit. I have a 24-year-old daughter who I, I love. I was married for 14 years. I'm now single. And, um, you know, my, um, my love for my daughter and, and all daughters is what inspired me to do this. Even though I had an amazing career, this, um, you know, great co coworkers, I really can't even think of too many times that I deal with too much adversity within the corporation I was in. However, there were unfortunate systems in place that couldn't be removed, regardless of how great of an employee I was, regardless of how great my, my bosses and leaders liked me, there were systems in place where I just couldn't move. And that's why this exists in corporate America, because of the standards and guidelines and old systems that are still in places that are preventing women to reach their full potential in corporate America. And so I wanted to come up with an initiative so my daughter wouldn't have to go through this. And I was like, I don't want my daughter to have to work, you know, 30 years before she starts earning the money that she should work for. And that was how Diversity Woman got started. Um, and uh, I took off, I started out with uh, North Carolina Career Network because I started out small, you know, it was a regional publication, uh, you know, a career network. How could all of us work together to, you know, solve this problem we have with, you know, careers uh, for women? And, and then it grew to be a national platform and now diversity 
It's an organization that not only supports the leadership and executive development, inclusive of women of all races, cultures, and backgrounds, but we also help organizations transform the culture of their organizations to be more inclusive of all people. And so we have a diversity, equity, inclusion initiative. And we do this through five national events, one global event coming up. We have a, um, we did a global event last year, a self-care event. I think we would have had more if more people knew about us, but we have uh, two magazines and four to five events a year. We have workshop training and development and we have something new that's global that I want all your listeners to go to right now. It's called diversitywomannetwork.com. It's the diversitywomannetwork.com. You can go in and register as a basic member free of charge and get free group coaching um, to help women in leadership. And if you want more, you can become a VIP member and take online workshops and training and uh, get access to mentors and other things. So diversitywomannetwork.com is our first global initiative that we've kicked off. And uh, we are going to have a global conference coming up soon. Okay, thank you so much. That's amazing. I have been following you on LinkedIn. Um, and I have read a lot of your content, different articles. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, that's really something we needed, you know, a platform where we can get this type of advice. And what I find amazing is that you give advice to, you know, individuals, but also to companies. Um, so I love I love your mission. I think it's uh, it's so necessary and so important in today's world, uh, not only in America, but in the whole world, really. Um, so I'm really inspired by you. Um, and yeah, thank you for all the amazing work you do. Thank truly. <laughs> what is, I think you, you kind of mentioned it, but what would you say is really your biggest motivation behind Diversity Woman Media? And how do you hope to achieve this? Well, you know, it's what, what, what keeps me going is a great question because when you first kick off a business, you know, there are so many challenges and adversities and so many things that you have to learn because I did not want to be a business owner for 17 years is the work is so rewarding. You know, I can remember in 2008 when uh, things were really, really tough uh, for, for organizations when uh, the bottom fell out of the financial industry. And, you know, my office, where my office was located, people were shutting their doors down. I remember seeing people walk out with their their laptops, and, I mean, their computers and their printers in their hand. And, and um, it's the, you know, that second to the pandemic, which is the second most devastating time in, in my um, tenure of being a business owner, but 2008 was one. And I remember standing at the receptionist desk telling this young lady uh, that I, it looks like I was gonna have to close my business too. And it was a young lady that overheard the conversation. I did not know her, university woman. She said, what about us? 
and you know and i swung around to to look at her and um you know and and she you know she had a smile on her face but a serious look too and she said you can't close diversity woman what about us and it was something about that that it it has just rang through throughout my entire um career and my journey and she said diversity woman is not about you told me how much um, the organization had done for her and hearing this come out of her mouth inspired me to try to pivot and, and figure out a way to keep moving because it let me know that I was making a difference in, in people's lives and, and maybe this was, this was so purposeful for me and this was part of my purpose for being is to create opportunities for other women to grow growing what keeps me motivated and going is how rewarding the work is when we hit a home run when we do accomplish a conference and we get feedback of how it was transformative i am a new person after attending that event i learned so much in that workshop I'm inspired to soar in my career. You know, all of these uh, rewarding um, affirmations to the first most horrendous uh, ad adversity my organization has had to experience has been the pandemic. To say in, you know, when the pandemic happened that, you know, this is it, you know, where do we go from here? And I received the same kind of calls and feedbacks. Whatever we do, we can't let Diversity Woman leave. How can I help? How can I support you? I was getting calls like to pivot, to innovate, to come up with creative ways that we can continue to have the same amount of engagement. And we just started out having free uh, virtual um, webinars on moving forward. Uh, each week we had an, every week we were like moving forward, trying to keep women inspired and, 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 and resilient and courageous and Hey, we're in this together and having, starting out, having those free virtual down, the world was shut down. It was just us saying we got to keep putting one foot in front of each other regardless of what you do from the time you step out your bedroom and step into your kitchen whatever just keep moving forward we got to keep moving forward we cannot afford to take one step backwards and ever since then we have been moving forward that's amazing and you know what i love and i admire is that clearly i mean when we look at all your you know journey from the start um, you have always been an ambitious woman and you found your own career purpose in, you know, your adversities by, by seeing how hard it was to uh, overcome all these systems in, in the company you worked for before as an employee, you made it your own purpose, your own mission to help out women overcome these barriers as well. And it looks like, it seems like now diversity women has become or has taken a life on its own, which is amazing, you know? And um, I think that there's something so beautiful 
when you see how your work, how your passion, how your purpose is having such a big impact on other people's lives. Uh, so please never give up, continue with what you're doing. <laughs> I've also seen that recently, I don't know if, if it's that recent, but I saw that you started doing Wellness Wednesdays. Um, and I find that so interesting because it brings in a bit of a, a holistic approach to career, to work, to success. Um, and it's definitely something I'm trying to incorporate into my work as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I would love to tell you about Wellness Wednesdays and I'm looking for the date. I want all of you, if you can, wherever if you're listening into, I don't know if the time will work, but we, our first Wellness Wednesday will be on January the 26th, the first one of the year at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, because secondly, in the pandemic, we were working, we were taking care of our kids. We were, you know, trying to stay afloat in this virtual workplace. And, you know, even pre-COVID, we women have a tendency to take care of everyone because we feel like if we take care of everybody else, then we're taken care of. Yeah, our job is done. We, we're taken care of. But just like when you're on a, a flight and the, the flight put your mask on first, we're not putting our mask on first. And, and what that means, because it's so compelling that they can tell you to put your mask on before you put a mask on your child. Now, so who does that? Who think you think that I'm going to try to take care of me before I take care of my child? But what they're saying is you are going to save you first, because if you don't save yourself, your child will not accomplish in Wellness Wednesday. You will be able to form at to be able to perform at higher levels. Your productivity will be greater if you take care of yourself first everything else around you is going to explore. And I went through a period where I lost 30 pounds. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Was, uh, around 2019. Thank you. I lost weight and I did lose weight because um, a, a doctor told me that if I did, you know, serious health problems as I got older, and, you know, I have one daughter and I'm, I'm enjoying my life. So I didn't want to hear that. And so I, I went out to do that for my health. And also I thought, ooh, I, I'll look better in my clothes. But the what's helping me keep the weight off is, is what's so empowering. And that is because I feel so much better. My, I perform better. My productivity is better. And it is true that when I take taking else, my business, my daughter, you know, my mother who I take care of, you know, my customers, my friends, my family, you know, I'm just such a um, holistically, you know, a, a totally better person, better performing and productive person when you take care of yourself first. And so what we do on Wellness Wednesdays when during COVID, of course we had it weekly. We were trying to bring in specialists that tell us how to take care of ourselves during COVID, especially and emotionally every single week. And now we're doing it monthly. So every, the last Wednesday of every month 
you can look forward to chiming in to our Wellness Wednesdays with a special guest to tell you on how you could be a better, healthier you. That's amazing. And where can we, can we find the workshop? How do we connect to it? You go to diversitywoman.com, diversitywoman.com, the, the self-care conference. And that's, and it'll just say register for the, I mean, uh, self-care uh, wellness Wednesdays. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Awesome. Be, I'll share uh, the link in the, in the there, show there's notes. There's a ticker tape. There's a ticker tape up uh, that says register for Wellness Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah, and I will. I will make sure to. Yeah, right here, right okay. at the top. Click here, webinar, and register for well that you can share with your listeners. Amazing. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes <laughs> so everyone can find it easily. Amazing. Okay. Um, what have you? What are the challenges that you've observed amongst women, and maybe even more so amongst uh, women of color in the workplace? Um, and how? I mean, I know it's a big question, but how do you think we can overcome this? These challenges. Yeah. Well. Well. Um, I'm being realistic. Yeah, you know, we the data speaks for itself. The data and the research shows that women and women of color are at the bottom of the barrel from entry level all the way to the C-suite. That that horrendous leadership gap still exists for us. And we can no, no longer wait on corporations and our organizations. You know, they are working on it. I can guarantee you I'm taking with corporate talking to corporations that are working diligently. But as I said earlier, there are so many systems and standards and policies and procedures and guidelines that are in place. They are unfortunately unable to work at the speed that we need them to work at. So they are working. You know, in their defense, they're working, they're doing as much as they can. And so we must do our part. We must be do our part to present opportunities. We must do our part to escalate the pace, you know, to help them. And we could do that in several ways. We can be, do that through creating visibility for ourselves and uh, making sure that you are focused on your leadership development you know, with, uh, you know, resilient, um, be courageous, exercise emotional intelligence, um, you know, get a mentor and a sponsor, create a network of advisors and advancement. So what does all of this do? And visit Diversity Woman Network and read our articles because that's what we're telling you to do. We're telling you how to meet your meet these opportunities head on and escalate the pace and create opportunities sooner for yourself that are coming and ability and what does this do um it lets our organizations that may not recognize hey you know representation representation is an issue with women of color we don't have enough women of color 
in this 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 area oh i see estelle um i just noticed she did this you know maybe we should get her involved so constantly working on opportunities to create visibility for yourself oh um i mentor this young lady you know she's doing this lady and i could tell you right now and then that network of advisors that you can go to and bounce ideas off of and and um if you're dealing with any microaggressions and biases and things on your on your job you need to learn how to publicly re respond to them and address them and and that board of advisors and network can help you do that so i know that i am throwing out a lot of things but what i'm saying is we have ability and create opportunities for ourselves to protect ourselves in our careers to um create visibility for ourselves so there is more opportunity letting our leadership and our organizations know that you want to do more and when that opportunity presents itself you're going to be the first person that comes to mind so there are some things that we can do and i'm continuing my push to uh to 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 make women aware of that and again is the website that has everything on it all of our events and everything but diversity woman network um dot com is our organization where there's a network of women just like you that are you know there's group coaching there's private coaching there's um, you know, uh, certificates you can take and things like that. Okay, I'll make sure to join right away then. <laughs> I wasn't aware of the okay. network before, so so I'm glad to to hear about that. But um, yeah, so it's I'm just curious because you've mentioned twice how processes, guidelines, systems within companies um, are the main reason that you know women are held back basically. Um, and I'm, could you give us maybe an example? Because for me, I would tend to think always that it was more a matter of mentality and of also women not taking responsibility for their career, as you said, you know. Um, but but what, yeah, could you give us an example, maybe a bit more precise on how exactly those systems are blocking us from moving forward in our careers? Well, I don't think that there are any illegal systems or things that are, it's just the way things are done. Like, for example, I can remember, you know, if you, if you go into an organization and you are hard, hard into, you're being, you're, you're not, you're not being paid the same as a male. That's an, a perfect system that women get paid less on the dollar than men for doing the same job what what is that that's a system that in that's in place that has not been changed so that's an example uh you know and you see all of these movements for um equal pay and uh you know fairness and and, and gender rights uh, and you know it is more that is more tied to the standards, guidelines, and policies that for decades have been in place that for political reasons have not been changed. But that's the number one thing that needs to take place to change, you know, 
why do women get paid less on a dollar than men for doing the same job? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in a way, I mean, it's sad, but we have to, uh, you know, fight back and, and learn how to negotiate our salaries better. <laughs> yeah, part of it is our responsibility as exactly. well. Exactly. Um, yes. And I'm so we can, we can continue, we can continue to uh, share with women on how they can do that. And, uh, but there are many organizations um, that still to this day uh, have different pay structures and they have valid reasons for those pay structure structures are there, but up to um, women's pay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I am, I would like to know how you define success because I think that's a very personal question. Um, and, you know, I think that finding success in your career, fulfillment in your career, purpose in your career comes down to that at the end of the day. It's really being able to know what success means to us. And I just want to hear it from you. How, how would you define success for you? Question, because I love that question, Estelle, because what I generally tell women when I am speaking to them, if you go and stand on the top of a mountain and you have a beautiful view and you have your hands up in the air, yes, 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 just think about that. If you are standing on the top of that mountain with your hands up in the air, exciting, yes, that's has taken place. And what I realized for me, it's not diversity woman. It's not my bank account number, the money in my bank. It's not a significant other. It's not um, a new car, a new house. What that is to me is a healthy, happy me that is a daughter and my mother who are currently my responsibilities. So that's what success means to me. And I am so glad that I define success like that, you see, because if COVID would have happened and I would have had to close my business and I had to find success and measured it by my business surviving, I, you know, would be miserable. But what I share with my daughter is a happy, healthy me, able to take care of me and my daughter and my, my mother, which are my current responsibilities. If I have to paint a white line down the middle of the street to create that success, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I am teaching in a classroom. It doesn't matter if I'm sitting here in front of a computer and not able to go outdoors. That is what, oh, because of that, you know, thank God, you know, um, you know, I'm a woman of faith as well. My belief is that I have been able to continue to create success for myself and my family throughout all these adversities I've 
I faced because I have not defined success as a tangible thing. Mm -hmm. um, and no one else can define success for me either. And that's the other thing. If, you know, um, they're talking about, oh, she doesn't work for that company anymore. What happened? It doesn't matter to me because I have defined what success is for me. And that's what I encourage all women to do. Define what your mountain high is. Define what that means to you when you're standing on that mountaintop. It can mean your your success means different what, for what others view you, view your success. And once you define your success, that arounds you uh, how they defined it. Now, I yeah. hope that I yeah. rambled a little bit. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love that answer. It's so true. I think that, you know, once you're able to define what, what success is to you, it, everything becomes so much clearer and you know why you're doing everything you're doing, you know? Whereas when you're constantly obsessed with the how, and I feel like a lot of us are, you know, we're always like, how can I improve myself? How can I earn more money? How can I learn more, be a leader, uh, get promoted, get that raise, whatever it is. We're, we're just so obsessed on the, the how of how things work, but we're, we're not really motivated we don't have that, I don't know, the heart, the soul that comes with success that we should have, you know, and that at the end of the day really makes us fulfilled uh, because I don't know, I've come to realize and I'm happy I've come to realize this early on in my life that whatever I achieve and I am a high achiever, I'm a hard worker, um, but each time I achieve a goal, it's never enough. I'm always like, okay, cool. And, you know, I want to move on to the next one. And this is not really what feeds my soul. Yeah, so check it out the list. Exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't change anything, you know? And we tend to think once I'll achieve this, I'll be happy. But no. <laughs> and we just keep adding, you know, to, to our goals list. So I love what you're saying. I think that, yeah, it comes down to really realizing what our personal priorities are. And when we know that, then everything else comes into place, then everything makes sense. And it's easier to accept the challenges, the adversities, uh, the failures sometimes. Um, and it's also easier to, to work hard, I guess. I mean, you, you would know about that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and how can we, as women, how can we step more into our fem feminine power to lead? Because, you know, I've been, re I don't know if you read that book, The Confidence Code. Um, it's, it's, I really recommend it. And it talks about that, about feminine leadership. And also I'm, I'm reading your book at the moment, Lead by Example. So um, it also talks about that. And I, I just love how, slowly the world is realizing that women don't need to copy men in order to lead and have power. Um, and I would like to hear it from you. How can we as women really step into that power more without having to feel like frauds or we're not being ourselves, right? Yeah, it's very simple, but some people find it hard. You have to find your, your passion. You have to find your passion. When you find your passion, you become unstoppable. You really do. And your passion is not necessarily um, 
a job, a thing, or it's, it's not one thing. It's what drives you, what motivates you, you know, feeling after it's done. And, you know, I'll use a simple example. Some people that can cook, that's something I can't do, Estelle. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good, I'm not good in the kitchen. Like I, I can keep myself fed, you know, but I'm not a cook, but my daughter loves to cook. But there are some people that are so passionate and driven. I have seen, I love the show Chopped. I watched the show Chopped on the Food Network. I've seen chefs that were in, in their class and scientists, but their passion and their drive was in food and they became, they're creative, they're innovative, they're chefs and, and they're rewarding and they end up opening restaurants and becoming hugely successful off of their passion, you know, and if they would have become a medical doctor, went to school, became a doctor, gotten paid probably maybe twice the money or a chef or not, <laughs> can drive you to become a billionaire. Look at Sarah Blakely from Spanx. There is no greater example that she went to college to do something totally different. And when she graduated, I think she went to Florida State, ended up in Atlanta, and it was driving her crazy that, you know, there were no hosiery liners or no intimate apparel to cover the, the, the pants lines. And she was driven the billionaire, her passion that she found and it gave her purpose. It was rewarding to her to see other women say, oh my God, I love this. And so that's an example. Find your passion and everything else will just, it will snowball. It'll be a snowball of flat effect. You'll, you'll not know what is going on. That's what happened to me. I, I can tell you it's not easy running a media company and it's my passion and my drive to help women overcome barriers, to turn adversity into opportunity, to, you know, see this work advance and move forward and, and be saying I'm a, I'm a part of that. That's my passion and it continues to drive me. And so I encourage you all to go out there and find your passion. If some people say, well, how do you find your passion? I, I mean, I do a lot. It's a lot of things I like, you know, just keep exploring, keep observing, start journaling and seeing things that you, 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 you love doing and how it makes you feel in the inside. Once you accomplish it, it could be something on your job. It could be something in your career that you are doing and you don't even realize, huh? I'm so good with numbers. Maybe I need to apply for a job in finance or I'm so good. I work in finance, I'm good. But when it comes to marketing, I just created a, a marketing plan for this program and it is amazing. And oh my God, I feel so amazing out. That could be your passion and that could help and drive you maybe to you know, advance in another role. Because like I said, once you find it and nail it, it'll be a snowball effect. You'll take off and you don't even know what happened.
Yeah, I agree a hundred percent because I what what you call passion, I call it purpose, and I think that once you have that purpose, you develop that passion, right? Because so many people get stuck with okay, what should I do? How am I going to get successful? As you said, you know, how do I find my passion? <laughs> that is the question of the century. Um, but it's really something that we develop by doing, by trying things, by exploring, as you said. Um, and I think that yeah, we need to be able to define what we want to stand for, what we, who we want to help, how we want to have an impact in this world, you know, and then everything else um is as you said you know it's a ripple effect and that is where you develop that passion i don't think that you know you you're gonna necessarily be successful and be fulfilled uh by doing something uh that is your hobby that you just enjoy doing on the weekend you know what i mean it needs to be a bit exactly it needs to be stronger than that <laughs> it needs to be a sort of calling but that calling doesn't magically come to you. You need to try different things until you recognize that calling and you, you can uncover it and find it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm gonna come, I don't wanna hold you uh, for too long here and I, I respect your time. Uh, I'm already so happy to have you here as a guest speaker. Um, so, so yeah, just to wrap it up, um, it's interesting because you're also a certified executive coach. Um, and I read that you have a master's in entrepreneurship. Um, so what are habits and practices that you have and that you advise in general to uh, build a stronger self-belief and keep moving forward and having that sort of, you know, strength and drive to try all these new things uh, to figure out what we want to do with our lives? And you mentioned journaling, which I love because I do that as well. <laughs> so that could be one of them. Yes, yes. So, you know, I, I entrepreneur, now, entrepreneur is, is a long word, but it's really four letters. It's risk, R-I-S-K. But what I realize now, even in corporate America, it's a risk. No job is guaranteed. So when I tell people, they're like, okay, you went back to school, you got this, got that. And I say, you know, I did it all so I don't lose. And, you know, a lot of people do things so they can win. But everything I have done, the credentials that I have had is so I don't lose. And what I mean by that is ideas and solutions so they could be successful in their careers that I need to practice what I preach. You know, so I went back to school to be, to get my uh, credentials in entrepreneurship because I wanted to be the best entrepreneur that I could be. If I'm telling you to use tools and resources available to you uh, to professionally develop, then I need to do it myself. And another thing is I continue to uh, do executive coaching um, because I want to know when I, you know, am I developing what is needed? So that again, I am trying to practice what I preach and back up my credentials. If I'm saying that we're going to, um, you know, have a transformative experience for you to help you become a better leader in your role, then I charge it to myself to become a better leader in my role. And also, you know, all of these 
uh, re things that I'm doing also is a backup plan. And that's what I suggest to every, you know, things did shift and, you know, diversity woman media look different. I have enough credentials to coach, to, you know, do workshops and training on my own, to, um, you know, do all types of things as a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big planner. I believe that you should have a one year, a three year and a five year plan. And, you know, because how can you move forward? How can you move forward if you're just sitting there and I always do. I, right now I have a one year plan personally and professionally, things that I'd like to accomplish in one year. I have a three-year plan, personally and professionally, things I'd like to accomplish in three years, and the same with a five-year. And what does that do? That makes me say, hey, if you're going to accomplish this by that time, by this month, you got to have this done, by this month, you got to have that done. So it forces you to stay moving towards a goal and stay moving as I am so sick of looking at my closet. I got to have my closet clean. Then you give yourself a goal. I'm going to have that closet clean before March 1st. And that means that as busy as we are, you still going to take an hour or so a day to focus on maybe I'll just do the shoes on this weekend. Next weekend, I'll focus on this. It's all planning and preparation leads to success. And that is what has kept me going. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sheila. That's amazing advice. Um, so just to kind of sum it up, you would say that we need to be brave. We need to take responsibility for our careers um, and look for opportunities, try new things, uh, explore what we like, right? Um, you're also saying that we should have our own back and make sure that we have a plan B uh, if, you know, we, we can't achieve our goals. Um, one way to do that is to learn more, always, you know, keep educating ourselves. Uh, there's so many ways to do that. I mean, especially now and especially after COVID, there's so many courses online that are available. Really, I think um, that's a, a beautiful way to keep growing, uh, to also feel more confident, I guess. And lastly, to be super structured and to be, uh, to have a plan Plan. And I mean, I think that you would agree with me that plan can always evolve and change. Like we can stay flexible along yes, the way. Absolutely. But yeah, totally it's, it's, it's so important to have a vision, to be motivated and to make sure that we have those deadlines that forces us to keep taking action. So I don't know if I'm missing any point here. Please uh, add it. No, I will close it. Yeah, I would close it up. I would sum it up to your listeners, to your women listeners. You know, first and foremost, regardless of how glim things may look, it's an opportunity. So focus on turning your adversity into opportunity. Transform your mindset and focus on what you can change and at hand and be patient with yourself and take special care of yourself. And those of you who say, hey, the sky's the limit right now, things are wonderful, 
then reach back and help someone else and lift someone we really do. And most importantly, what we need to do is move forward. By no means do we need to go backwards. So try to move forward, find as many resources available to you. There are a lot of free resources out there create a network of trusted individuals that you can bounce ideas on and enjoy the journey. It's a wonderful journey. Enjoy you and you have control of creating what you want your own success to look like. Thank you. That's a beautiful message, very empowering. Um, just to conclude, Sheila, could you tell us uh, where we can find you? You mentioned it before, but just to make sure, where can people find you? <laughs> to learn about our events and our publications, please go to www.diversity. And to become a member and be engaged with like-minded women that you can network with in the forums and on the activity page and in the group coaching, go to diversitywomannetwork.com. Okay, amazing. Have a great day, Sheila, and thank you again. All right. Thank you, Estelle. Thank you so much. Farewell Bye. to you.